my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. This is the place where I help Black women heal from the symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation to make way for a healthy love in their life. And healthy love is, of course, relationships with other people, be it romantic, family, or friendships. But most importantly, it is your relationship with yourself, is how you see yourself, is how you talk to yourself, is how you love yourself, because that is going to be a physical representation of everything that you are able to receive, everything that comes to you, everything that you give out as well. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E. 
E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. So I'm so happy that you are here. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I see often in the community. I see it often with the women that I serve, with people just in the atmosphere, with messages that I receive and responses and things that people tag me in, social media, and also, of course, my own personal experience. And it is a a sticking point for people when it comes to moving on. And it is whenever you are in a partnership with someone, a romantic partnership with someone, and they want to end ties with you because they say that you deserve better. So the scenario can either be one that is stressful and conflictual, and there's been a whole lot of ups and downs and roller coasters in the relationships, in the relationship, and they are telling you with their words or their actions that they cannot give you what you need. A lot of times they, they even tell you from the beginning, but the relationship keeps going. Or it's one that for the most part is peaceful or calm. Maybe it's not perfect, but that person wants to end the relationship with you because they are clear as well with the same wording. You deserve better. It's not you. It's me. This just isn't the right fit, but I think you're wonderful. You know, you're going to meet a great person one day. You are so deserving of love. I think you're fantastic, but just this isn't the right connection. And what I notice happens from there is it can be very easy to personalize that as if there is something wrong with you and to have a big range of emotion that misses what I think could be a really important message for you. So one on one extreme, someone tells you, you know, this isn't the right relationship. And especially if it's at the beginning where you're still closer to the honeymoon stage, even if there's been some conflict, someone tells you, okay, you know, you deserve so much better than me. I can't give you what you need. And you hear that and you're like, ooh, they love me. (laughs) That inner love addict comes out that's like, oh my gosh, look how emotionally available they are. Look how clear they are. They care about me and that's why they are being honest with me. And it makes you want to draw more into getting closer to them. It makes you feel more attached to them, more attached to a person that's telling you that they cannot, will not, do not know how to show up for you. And you've learned to romanticize and learn how to sexualize and learn how to fantasize when people are unavailable for you. When people just are very clear that they don't fit for you, there's something in you that's like, ooh, I want more of that dysfunction. I want more of this person that won't show up for me, right? And I'm saying it that clearly. I'm just cutting to the chase instead of talking about the family trauma that goes underneath it because I want you to be clear about what's actually happening there. And then the other extreme, someone tells you this isn't going to work out and this isn't the right fit, but you're wonderful and I, and I love you and I have care and, and concern for you. And I, and I think you're going to meet this amazing person one day, but it's just not me. And they say that and you think that's bullshit and, you th- and it's infuriating and it's demeaning. And it's like, if I'm so wonderful, why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? And it feels like a cop out. It feels like an excuse. It feels like they're just making stuff up to to get out of it. And it makes you want to dismiss the comment for that reason. So same effect, different, different emotional responses, but same effect. You totally miss the message that they're telling you, which is you deserve 
better. There's better relationships. There's better options for you. And I'm not it because you didn't like that they were telling it to you. Right. And so what I want to do in today's episode is I want to talk about what might be the gift in this messaging for anyone who may need it. My hope is if this is an episode that you need to listen to multiple times, it's something that you can return back to. If it's something that you can share with a friend who needs it or a family member, you know, a sibling, whoever it might be, that it is at a time and a place that they're able to receive it and take what they need and, of course, leave the rest. So let's go ahead and get into it. As always, I try to have a couple of points to to refer back to. So I think today I got three points for the messages within the message that you can take from this. And then there might be a bonus at the end. We'll see. But the first thing that I want to share with you, the message that I want you to receive from what they're telling you is that this person cannot, will not, doesn't want to treat you in the way that you deserve. Even if things have started off very well, this person has seen that they cannot have the, they cannot, they don't have the skill set. They don't want to. So they see what you want. They see what you need. And they're like, uh, that doesn't work for me. Or they will not, right? They will not give you what you need throughout the trajectory of your relationship. And that's important because your time, your energy, your heart, your space is valuable. It is important. It should be cherished. And if someone says something like that to you, they have that clarity and they say that to you. If your response is to say, well, I get what you're saying, but I can change that. I want you to pause and I want you to think about why am I so willing to, to trade out my needs and my, my desires, my emotional, mental, physical, sexual, financial safety, just to have a person next to me. Because that is very much attached to a fearful mindset and is very much attached to a low sense of self-worth and identity. And I know that might be hard to hear because I know that I have a lot of overachievers. I know I have a lot of perfectionists. I know I have a lot of ladies who would consider themselves very physically attractive and great catches. And so to hear that said, well, you're willing to settle because you have some low self-worth, it might feel hard to connect to that. But the truth is, if you saw yourself as a prize, if you saw yourself as just as worthy and valuable, and someone said, you know, I see you got a stack of diamonds right there. I ain't got a million, but I can give you about $20 for it. You would rightfully so laugh in their face or say, no, that's not going to work and move on. But somehow when it comes to you and your heart and someone says, you know, I can't give you what you need. You want to bargain. You want to negotiate, but you only you want to bargain and negotiate with yourself. You want to bargain and negotiate with your own mind about how you can be good. You can make this work. And that is absolutely a trauma response that's totally related to those of us who may have codependent past or people pleasing past where we have just been trained to accommodate and to go along with and to make ourselves fit into what other people want. So many of us who struggle with love addiction, self-medicating with relationships, we are very good at becoming chameleons. So whatever partner 
partners we are with, we are so good at going with the flow because we completely lose our, our identity. We are really great partners because we will adjust and minimize and self-neglect in order to fit to the whims of what the other person wants. And typically people who want that from us are not available. Healthy, available people want us to have a full personality. They want us to have our own set of opinions, of beliefs. They want some grit to to rub up on, to have some some kind of friction and not friction and, you know, dysfunctional chaos, conflict, which I think some of us, you know, are, if we're not appeasing, we're so used to the roller coaster on the other side, but something that they can attach to, right? Something that's not a completely blank, slick slate, but people who are used to be more self-focused and all in it for themselves are really good with you just going with the flow and then disposing you or discarding you or getting bored with you down the road if or when you ask for more or show up more. So that could be due to a sense of losing your sense of identity. And for some of us, we never really started to build our identity. It is one of the common reoccurring issues that the women that I work with in my, you know, coaching programs and as clients come up against because they've never been in a place where they actually had to stop and look at what is it that I actually want. And if they get to that place, they feel so much shame that this is where they are at the age that they are that they want to avoid it. And I'm like, nah, sis, like this, this is where we get to co-create. This is where we get to dream. This is where you get to build and you get to determine, okay, were the values that you thought you had this whole time actually yours? Was the voice that you've been using to speak with actually your voice or someone else's voice? Have you ever really liked any of the people that you've been in relationship with? Do you even know what you do like, right? And so no matter what age you are, this is okay for you to start to examine. This is okay for you to start to explore. And if someone is telling you that you deserve so much better than what they're able to give, I need you to believe them. I need you to believe them. Which leads to the second thing that I wanted to share. You know, sometimes and this might not be the case for everybody, but sometimes when some Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. But it's telling this to us, sometimes if they are a healthier person, like let's say they are not unavailable or avoidant or narcissistic, and I know many of us are, are avoidant, so please know that I'm not saying this in a disparaging way, but let's say they are a healthy person and they're with us and they are noticing that we don't show up as our full selves. We don't show up as our identity, that we are just trying to go along to get along because we really like that person and we're willing to sacrifice to make it work. And they see that. And so they're telling us, hey, Sheena, you're such an amazing person and you're going to meet somebody great one day. And they can see that we don't see that in ourselves. They can see that we doubt that. We They can see that we doubt that we actually are worthy of everything that we deserve. And I, and I need you to know with love that that is not a very attractive place to be. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Being needy or being self-neglectful in that way is a big concern. And if you're talking to someone who has some emotional awareness, which might be why you really like them, right? Because you see how healthy and available they are. And then if they're like, usually they might say something to the effect of you just need to, you know, love yourself and, you know, it's going to go great for you. And then it's like a jab, like I do love myself. Or how dare you? <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting. Maybe I'm the only one who felt that way when I've heard similar verbiage before, but in that delivery, they're telling you something that is really, really important for you to hear, that you deserve so, so much, and there's something in you that is not connecting. There is something in you that's not connecting to that self-love factor. There's something that you're missing, and it is up to you to do your healing work to go and fix it. If you don't do your healing work, here's a couple of things that will happen. You will just take it as evidence that there's something wrong with you. You're just not even going to hear it at all. You're going to hear that this amazing person doesn't like you, doesn't love you, doesn't see you as good enough, and you're going to feel like crap and it's going to be really hurtful for you. 
versus the fact that this is just another human being that sees maybe y'all just don't have the same interests. Maybe y'all want different things. It's a totally neutral decision. It means nothing about whether or not you're lacking anything. It's just they're purple and you're blue. And that's okay. It's totally okay to be two different colors, but you want to be purple and you want this purple. You want to tell the purple, look, I got range. And if I really let myself try, I I can add a little red to, to get to you, right? And you need to own that you are fully blue and blue is beautiful. Blue is enough. Blue is its own whole complete color. But if you don't have the self-connection and self-insight to, to, to receive that, you're going to constantly always feel as if you are not enough. The way that you start to feel enough is to go and clear out the roots of what's making you not feel that way. If you don't do that, you'll feel bad, like I said, and you'll go within and you'll you'll find a way to dismiss what they said and, and think something to the effect of, well, you know what? I deserve better anyways. If you don't go down the route of trying to make it work, you'll eventually say, I, I deserve better anyways. And you'll go right back and self-medicating with another relationship. You'll find somebody else. You know, as, as lonely as many of us can feel, getting into relationships with people might not be a hurdle for you. Or going and starting or crushing on people or, you know, sending a hey big head text to someone who does like you, even if you don't like them back. Like we find ways to cope with the heartbreak when we do not know how to esteem ourselves. We'll find some external factor when really we're the common denominator. And we'll continue to be in places, relationships, and situations that do not deserve us. Again, you know, I've, I, I say all the time, every episode or every other episode, how we bring ourselves everywhere we go. So this isn't really even about romantic relationships for those of us who are single or those of us who are in committed relationships with people that we are very much enamored with or that really love us. If this is, if this is a recurring route that we have, we will stay in jobs that do not deserve us because we are afraid to go out for, for something else. We will stay in friendships. We'll stay stuck in so many different places of our life because we don't have that self-belief and self-connection. Okay. So with that said, the third thing that I want to communicate, if it hasn't been made overtly clear yet, is I need you to listen to them when they tell you you deserve better or they can't give you what you need and they're going through things right now or they got a lot going on. When someone says that to you, I need you to not get super excited and turned on and let all your trauma responses click on that make you think, ooh, I'm in love versus the fact that this person is totally like clicking on your unavailable button and you're like, that part of you that hasn't been healed is like, ooh, I want more of that. I need you to listen to them. They're telling you they ain't got it. They're telling you that what you cost is $20 and now they they can only put five on it. I I don't want you to take the five, sis. I don't want you to give yourself on discount. I don't want you to put yourself on layaway and take the five and then just hope that one day they'll do their own healing work or they'll do their own therapy or they'll work on their career to become more of a provider for you. And you'll go ahead and hold it down at at the house while they go out and figure it out. I, I need you to say, look, if anything, you need to be paying me more for what I got right now. And that's okay. That is totally okay. I need you to let it go 
and I need you to move on. And so the bonus thing that I want to share with this is it's okay to love somebody from a distance. You know, I said at the beginning that these type of conversations can happen a lot of different ways. They can, there's a whole spectrum. They can be chaotic and horrific and traumatic and really hard, or they can be really peaceful with just objectively wonderful people, which can cause some heartbreak and cause some, some pain. And I need you to know that it's okay to love from a distance. It's okay for things to not work out with someone and you not automatically go into your defense mechanism to try to hate them. You can totally still love and respect this person and 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 be in be in love with them too. But that doesn't mean you have to be with them. Two things could be true at the same time. That you can have a deep intimate love for someone and it's not the right fit and it's time to move on. And I know that there is some flag and I've even said some things in previous episodes about or maybe I've kept it to myself. I don't remember. I've, I've, I've taught a lot of lessons. I've taught a lot of episodes. I've had lots of workshops. <laughs> but I know at some point I've probably said or thought or both that it is really hard to be friends with your exes. You know, I've grown and I've evolved and, you know, I don't necessarily believe that anymore. But I do believe that there are some relationships that even though you could maybe work out trying to be friends that it might not be in your best interest to be try to be their friend because of the emotional connection, because of the love that you've had for them, because of the temptation to try to make things work, to self-abandon, that it's okay to love from, from a distance. And it doesn't say anything about your maturity. If anything, it says more about your maturity to to own that and be honest with yourself about that. And it's okay if you're one place with that where it might be more sensitive for you and they're not there and they want to be friends, but you can't or vice versa. You know, you're really cool and you're like not as attached to this, but they really have a lot of care and love for you. And it's too hard for them to be around you without it being more. It's okay for for that to be be the state of things. And so I need you to to own that it's okay to love from a distance. And it's also okay to be really cool with someone and it just not be the right fit. So hopefully this episode helped those who need it. If you have heard me talking about this and you're like, oh girl, I need more help with this. I need more help trying to figure this out and navigate what this looks like for me and my relationships. I would love to help you. My main coaching program is called The Recovery School. I go in depth with all of the issues that I talk about here. I give you tools. There are group calls every week. There's access to me for support. I'm hoping to bring on more coaches as well in the future. So that is not just me um, that women can get support from, and then also our community. So would love to have you. If that sounds interesting to you, it is application only. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash apply, and we can totally talk about us working together. And also just because I know sometimes my shortcuts change and people are like, I can't find it. (laughs) If you go to blackgirlsheal.org, whatever time you're Listening to this podcast episode, it'll have an updated, the links there will always have the most updated ways to get in contact with me to work together. So that is it for this episode. I'm sending you all so much love. Again, make sure that you share this episode with someone who you may feel like needs it. Re-listen as much as you need it, as much as you need that reminder 
that it's okay for things to not work out. And it's okay to believe that people might actually be coming from a place of love and true concern, even if it may be hard to hear. So y'all have a great one and take care of yourselves and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.